What's happening? It has now been determined. We have a perception problem. Imagine this for a second. This is a dangerous situation, okay? So, Mr. President, if you're listening. I think we should have that conversation. I'm sorry. Really? Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. Oh, my God. You can smell the dead animals. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. I was just looking at the list of things that didn't come up in the debate last night. Mueller report was on the list. Uh, I'd rather not bring that up. Remember last week saying, uh, this is consequential if they talk about it in the debate. If it doesn't even come up in the debate, it wasn't much. Well, I guess we know yeah. the answer to that. Yeah. Live from Studio C. Oh, C, si, senor. Hey, dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And hey, everybody. Today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The Tuesday 10. Not to be confused with the Wednesday 10. who will plague us with their presence tonight. The Tuesday 10, Marianne Williamson. The two twin old communists, Hickenlooper, Delaney, <laughs> Rodriguez, Schmedovich, the tall guy, the other tall guy, O'Hanahan. Oh, please. He came out of his shoes like that. He was desperate. Well, now, there, were, there was plenty that was entertaining in last night's uh, Democrat debate. We will bring it to ye. We walked out of a Morton Steakhouse at like midnight last night, so we've got uh, meat poisoning and the irrationality that goes with it. So uh, there is a moment of reckoning coming coming for me that I'm not looking forward to, but I will face it uh, in a manly fashion. Anywho, so there's a couple of phrases I want to make sure. What's the phrase that Marianne Williamson used last night that uh, that's getting a lot of attention? Her kooky phrase. Psychic force? Uh, yeah. Yes, dark the psychic, psychic force. Oh, dark psychic yeah. force. Yeah. To be dark right. psychic force. Yeah. That's what I'm feeling from having walked out of Morton's at midnight last that, night. That's the only thing gets me through the day. Is dark, dark psychic, psychic force. force. Yeah, yeah. She's a weird broad, man. Yeah, she'd be a long dinner. Oh, you're not kidding. So, what do you like to do for fun? Well, <laughs> <laughs> and you would uh, similar to the debate. There'd be moments where you think, "Oh, okay, I think you're actually a genius." No, wait, you're a crazy person. Right. No, oh, you're perceptive. Oh, no, you're a nut job. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's right on that intriguing edge, isn't she? I tell you, she came out strong last night, though. More demand analysis coming up. Actually, not a lot of analysis, only, you know, only enough. Isn't that what we do around here? Just enough. Just enough. Right. I'll tell you what, the, 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 the headline to me is it's, it's, it's pretty damned interesting that you now have an open... Split. Yes. Are we going to be, uh, you know, moderate Democrats that appeal to a lot to the country, or are we just going to swing for the fences and go for the unicorn stuff? And 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 which which you should do. And um, and it, it seems like they broke down along those lines last night, where it really almost looked like Warren and Bernie were working together to defend that sort of view, right, of the world, as opposed to you know they're they're fighting for the same voters. But they were like standing shoulder to shoulder, standing against the crowd, saying, you guys are crazy. Right, right. And, uh, and, you, and we're you just don't have the courage, the courage to, to go for what the American people need. Incremental changes. And, and old Liz Warren was on fire. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, well, I would say. And Montana's Bullock calling it uh, wish list economics and stuff yeah, like that. That was a good line. Uh, I would say to Bullock and, and, and Delaney and Hickenlooper and Klobuchar, all those reasonable Democrats, those Democrats who uh, appear to be able to do math and understand that uh, communism never works, I, I would say to them, why don't you shut up? Why don't you just pipe down? And let uh, let the nomination go to Liz Warren. Let her lose forty nine states, and I will giggle. I will giggle a great deal. <laughs> is there any any early poll? Well, I'll ask this uh, later after we introduce the squad. I guess, but is there any early polling out? Because I'd love to see what what the reactions were. Because as has been said by a lot of pundits, there's a fifty percent chunk of the Democrats that nobody was talking to, and last night a bunch of people were talking to him. And I wonder if that fifty percent. Hey, I got a guy. And his name is Delaney, and he's got bug eyes, Nobody but he's said my guy. That. Nobody, Nobody said, said that. that. Nobody no. said, hey, I got a guy, and it's Delaney. That didn't happen <laughs> once. <laughs> Nowhere in the country. No, nope. guy's got a head like a bullet. You notice that? He he's got a big, long head. He shouldn't smile. Everybody thinks that they should smile because it makes him look pleasant and pleasing, right. but some people shouldn't smile, and he shouldn't smile. He looks better when he doesn't smile. When he smiles, he looks like a psychopath. He looks like he's going to jump through the TV and choke. <laughs> that's not what you're looking for. No, that's not what you're when going you for. Unleash your grin. <laughs> Let's smile introduce... and the whole world smiles with you, unless they think you look like a psychopath. Let's introduce everybody in the squad, and I'm thinking of this because I met a guy last night. He said, I get up early and I go to work, and all I want to hear you say is, there's Michael who presses buttons, flips toggles, and pulls levers. Wow. <laughs> so that's Low expectations. I, that's when I know my day is starting. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing good. Um, you ate at Morton's, huh? I ordered a pizza, and it was missing two pieces, and the driver had sausage in his teeth. So we had a different, <laughs> d- different type of night. <laughs> yeah. I got steak poisoning. I'm oozing. Yeah, but uh, it's the primary. best poisoning you can ever have is steak poisoning. Yeah, a man can only ingest so much meat. <laughs> uh, there is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? It, Delaney has a striking resemblance to one of Hank Hill's friends from King of the Hill. Not Boomhauer, not Dale, but the <sighs> other one. Bill, right, Bill, yeah, Bill, yeah. The, the simple, simple Bill. He looks dead on like his stunt double. You're right. Wow. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. but here, let me share this uh, this little anecdote. I, I'm curious what this says about me. So I was going to uh, one of these warehouse uh, these warehouse stores where you have to have the club card membership to even get in the door. You got to pay the membership to be a member, and then you can go buy you know 18 years worth of paper towels for four cents. Um, but I, uh, this happens to me probably 95% of the time I'm going here. Cause I always, I'm just out and about and I'm like, Oh, let me go pick up some things and I'll, I'll jump in there. And then I'm like, Oh no, I don't have my card. Mm. Then I like, so I realize that as I'm approaching the front door, I could just go to the help desk and get like the little temporary printout of shame of, you know, you forgot <laughs> your card and you got to present that at the, but what I do is I just turn around, I get in my car and I go home. Is that is, is that related? Do you guys have that? Same? I'm so opposed to going through the process of the paperwork of getting the temporary thing that unless I'm just going to go I really, Unless I really needed something, I probably would just go home. You know, I disagree with both of you, Sean. I've said this before. I'm a little older than you. Let me give you some advice. If you, like me, are a bit of an idiot, the key <laughs> is not to spend your entire life hoping to not be an idiot anymore. It's just not realistic. You just have to develop mechanisms for dealing with your idiocy. And one of those is slumping to the desk and saying, I forgot my card <laughs> again. It, it, it takes two and a half minutes. There's some decent people watching while you wait in line. Just deal with it. You're paying the stupid tax and you got to pay your taxes. Somebody's uh, texted John Delaney. It looks like a psycho Tim Conway. 
That's pretty close. <laughs> yeah. That's, if you're, that's not bad. If you're old enough to remember Tim Conway. <laughs> sure. Looks like a psycho dwarf on golf. Uh, there is Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. Are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. Boy, i got to tell you, I watched the debate fired up on wine and cheesecake, and I made it about three-quarters of the way through before the wine and the cheesecake caught up to me. But <laughs> That's a heck of a combo, man. <laughs> I'll tell you, it was fun. It was fun. So uh, I texted, there was no American flag on the stage last night. I don't, I don't know that that's mandatory or anything no, like that. No, but they but, did uh, sing the national anthem before. They did. Oh, yes. too much pregame. Yeah. I've heard, oh. I've heard a couple of commentators yep. say it didn't start until almost 25 after the hour. Correct. Well, so I, one, of the one, percent, one of the one percenters on the stage tonight when they do the anthem needs to take a kneel and just, uh, just drop to a knee and just break oh. the internet. Get oh, all the no. fundraising you can. That, no. that would destroy <laughs> yeah. Twitter. Oh, it would. It would. Twitter would shut down. Jack Dorsey would be running around. Everything's on fire. Everything's melting. Smoke is coming out of the Twitter machine. But you you can't tell me the debate starts at whatever time and then start at 25 minutes later. Too much fluff leading up to it. Oh, my God. Right. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. How did it already get to be? Uh, uh, Wednesday, July 31st, the year 2019, where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Well, by Jingo, let's start the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. I don't understand why anybody goes to all the trouble of running for president of the United States just to talk about what we really can't do and shouldn't fight for. There you go. There's your division of the debate and maybe of the party, maybe for years to come. I thought my my favorite comment I've heard thus far about the debate was that Elizabeth Warren, this is Paul Begala, veteran Democrat strategist. I mean, he was he was like a, a kid in Jimmy Carter's campaign, right? And rose up with Clinton and the rest of it. He said, I think Elizabeth Warren really won the night. She came out, came out really strong. Most of her arguments were completely unfair. I mean, <laughs> she just cheated, essentially. Yeah. But it went over well. Well, I saw, I think it was Jonah Goldberg, who I follow, a, a panelist I really like, um, texting. It's just, you, you will get a cheer from the crowd if you say, we can do anything, yes, as long as your answer is yes, you will get a cheer from the crowd. Right. If your answer is a grown-up, no, we can't do that, you're going to get a negative reaction. That's right. just the way we're built as humans. Why are you running for president? To say no to the future? I mean, what does yeah. that even mean? Yeah, but that's a winning sort of sounding thing. And, you know, it's just saying, no, we can't do that doesn't feel good. Right. Even if it's right. I say we harness every bird in the sky and have them pull the earth slightly further from the sun to end global warming. Uh, that's idiotic. That wouldn't work. You can't. Uh, why are you running for? Are you running for president just to say no to solving global warming? That's idiotic. Only a child would fall for that. Or the Democrats. Delaney's line should have been right after that, right as the crowd is starting to die down. Well, you're not going to be president with those plans. <laughs> oh, yeah. So whatever wishes you have won't make any difference. Would been a decent line, I think. Says you. What are our other headlines there, Marshall Phillips? Well, the Democratic debate clashed between liberals and moderates, sparking one candidate's new line of merchandise. We got the most Googled candidate of the night, did not d- disappoint at all, and what you will not be finding in hotels anymore. Coming up. Huh. Okay. Interesting. Uh, how's mailbag look today? Well, it's very nice to comment on a number of different topics. Fantastic. Including... 
what women look for in a relationship. Oh, yeah, we were on that yesterday. From the A&G universe. Uh, we got a lot of clips from the debate, and we're going to talk to a couple of analysts, and we're analysts, and you're analysts. And we got a text line. It's 415-295-KFTC, 415-295-KFTC. I like it being laid out there for us all. America, what, do we, what, what direction do you want to go here? You want to go to Unicornville or, or not? Right. It's uh, it's pretty pretty clearly cut. Oh, and another debate tonight. How exciting is that? Oh, boy. <laughs> That's plenty. All on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. I think we need to drop in little Bernieisms throughout the show because it's kind of the uh, oh, kind yes, of please. <laughs> You're wrong. Bernie on fire last night. You're wrong. You're wrong. Mailbag. You're wrong. I'm right. You're wrong. Hey, I wrote the damn bill. Michael, turn off the mailbag music, please. Ooh, wow, a very special mailbag. I'm going to start on a serious note today, and uh, we've we've had the pleasure, the honor of being on the radio in Cal Unicornia for a number of years, uh, keeping company the the sane conservatives and moderates of the state, um, and it's been a pleasure and an honor, a planner. Uh We've heard from a number of people who were at the Gilroy Garlic Festival and indeed had to run for their lives or dive for their lives and were very close to the shooting, including I got this nice note from, uh, in effect, from Melody, who said that we saved her life. And I read this not for self-aggrandizement reasons, because we did not invent this, um, but it's worth repeating. It's almost impossible you will ever be. In one of those situations. Sure. Okay. Thank God. And and don't spend all your time worrying about it. Just have one thought in your head. It's never fireworks. It's never fireworks. When you hear that cracking and popping and think, wow, what? That can't be. No, it must be fire. It's not fireworks. And if it turns out to be fireworks and you ran for your life, you'll have a nice laugh. And people will say, I don't blame you with all the ugliness going around. So literally, Melody said, I thought of your words. I dropped to the ground and got to safety. And sure enough, the shooter was right over there. Who was that guy we had on about that? He was the guy who said it. He was an expert in this sort of thing. And that was his number one rule. It was one of those guys who spent a lot of time studying uh, uh, crowd responses, police responses, and the dynamics of these terrible situations. And we said at the time that was our number one takeaway from his little speech on our show. Yeah. Uh, It's never fireworks. That that is in my head all the time. Yeah. So, hey, thanks very much for the note. And um, actually, uh, this uh, Melody, um, who wrote the note, um, is it Melody or... Uh, had the only house on her street in Paradise, California, that survived the fires. It's been a rough uh, wow, 18 months or whatever it's been there. Melody, you need to... Why don't you come to my place? Nothing ever happens. <laughs> we just hang around and chat and sip wine. Uh, let's see. Moving along. Uh, You're be- wrong! I- I'm quite certain I'm not, Bernie. You're wrong! <laughs> Oh, I love that so much. <laughs> so uh, BJ from San Francisco writes uh, on uh, what do women look for in a relationship. 
Sense of humor. The most important trait, sense of humor. If one goes out on a first date and your partner doesn't laugh at what you consider to be funny, the relationship probably won't go anywhere. you got to laugh at the same things. I would say to some extent. All of these my, traits you look for in a partner have an underlying assumption of a baseline of attraction, though. Right? They're, sure. You have to, in some ways, be attracted to that person, and hopefully they are also funny. But, you know, there's the, the Quasimodo is, is, is unlikely to have success at the, at the singles bar, regardless well, of how well he can land a, a punchline. Ladies and gentlemen, we're listening to a man pushing 40 who's never had a six month relationship telling us about relationships. Well, it, it's, it's that, but what that's Next, I will lecture you, you on about, gaming. But that's absolutely true. You got to have some, there has to be some attraction going of on. Of course. Of course. And, yeah. there's, and the, the attraction happens at a level that human beings don't yet understand. I mean, there's the obvious he's hot, she's hot. But there's lots of hot people, but there's always, you know, or people that you find attractive, but sure. there's the one that makes you go, oh my God, and weird chemicals in your head. Nobody really knows why that happens. Nope. And, and then I, if they turn out funny to be funny, it does. you're in great shape. And right, I had a 10 month right. relationship, I'll have you know. You know yeah. what? I stand corrected. If Bernie was here, I'm sure he would say to me, oh, he would say, <laughs> if that is wrong, the damn bill. No, wrong one. You're <laughs> wrong. Uh, another, I'm sorry. Uh, I. Uh, oh, there you go. All right. Now now he's playing the victim. Uh, more advice on mailbag. Uh, we need to be, stop being concerned about our credit info being stolen. It's going to happen. I've had a credit freeze for at least 15 years. It saved my financial arse years ago. Freeze your credit and ignore data theft. It's pretty good advice. Mm. Uh, maybe a little bonus mailbag to come. Glad you're here. Marshall will jump into the debate uh, conversation coming up in moments. Armstrong and Getty. So, uh, a couple of things stand out, thinking about the debate. Uh, I like this. um, I don't know who the commentator was who went with this. And I lost it somehow. I'll have it here for a second. Hold on. Hold on. I got too many things in front of me, ladies. So, other than who said it and what was said, we have nothing. Uh, So, a guy uh, made up a mock version of what they were doing on CNN last night, but it's pretty accurate. CNN. Elizabeth Warren, do you hate Bernie Sanders? Elizabeth Warren, no, in fact, I agree on many. See, uh, shut up. Um, Bernie, do you hate Hickenlooper? Well, not really, but we did. Don't care. Um, who else? Uh, Beto, who do you hate? Right. I mean, th- that's funny. That struck me, too, immediately. You've said that some of the people on the stage have unrealistic policies and are stupid. Which people do you think are stupid? <laughs> They're so obviously hunting for the hot personal inter-conflict uh, moment. Pathetic. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. Uh, the, there were, there was, There's comments on some debates that, you know, there, there wasn't enough of the them going at each other, which you do have to weed these people out. But, man, they just non-stop. You said on the campaign trail the other day that uh, the Beto O'Rourke is wrong about this. Beto, just, just trying to pit them against each other right. constantly. Well, it was just so obvious. Yeah. And uh, we do have to, it's, it's a visual, but we should play the audio anyway later. The weird old man moment between Hickenlooper and Bernie about throwing your arms in the air, yeah. which I found really hilarious. <laughs> uh, let's get to the news now with Marshall Phillips. Now we had a clash between the leading liberals, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, and the more moderate candidates. That was central in the first night of the second round of the Democratic presidential debates. Warren and Sanders both advocating, among other things, Medicare for all. 
if you want stability in the healthcare system, if you want a system which gives you freedom of choice with regard to doctor or hospital, which is a system which will not bankrupt you, the answer is to get rid of the profiteering of Thank the you, drug companies and the insurance companies move to Medicare for all. Sanders maintaining that his Medicare for All platform would offer more comprehensive health care coverage for people who would eventually lose their private plan. That, however, was challenged by Representative Tim Ryan. Second of all, second of all, I do know when I wrote the damn bill. Well, now Sanders' campaign is selling I wrote the damn bill stickers after oh, that boy. debate exchange. So, you know, and, 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 and Bernie, he looks old, and the timber of his voice is that of an old man, but he lacks no energy or ability to uh, engage in verbal combat whatsoever. I mean, he, he still has got that. But so you had a couple of people on stage that said, oh, you're just wrong. Or um, Delaney, who said, look, I'm the only person up here that was, has worked in the healthcare industry, and none of you understand the healthcare industry. Um, so I, do, I don't know if that wins the day or if what wins the day is everybody gets everything all the time. In the primary, where it's the super activist hardcore who votes, I go with the unicorns. Well, how, isn't this just the next logical step in the and Mexico's going to pay for it era of politics? Well, yeah, yeah. I I actually heard a pundit bring that up last night. The the everybody everybody knew that Mexico was not going to pay for this big wall, but it was a gesture of this is really important to me, and I'm going to do it. Maybe that's what the Medicare for all is thing. I don't know. I don't know where we are. I don't understand the world anymore. <laughs> I, I, listen to the sad old man. <laughs> Time has passed him by. Hey, on the way, on the way, CNN yeah. hammered handled the debate. The one thing was trying to pit them against each other. How about the being so strict? We've complained in the past where the the, the, the candidates okay. run over the moderators, right. but Jonah Goldberg had this tweet. These time limits are total... <laughs> I mean, I, I guess. I, I probably a half a dozen times I... They cut them off when I was thinking, I'd like to hear the rest of that sentence. Right. Yeah. And, and listen, you are... Well, for professional reasons, you want to hear the rest of it. But in terms of policy, in terms of being excited about voting for some of these people, you're not feeling that at all. It's just that somebody's saying something reasonably intelligent and somewhat thought-provoking. And Jake Tapper, who was a mean biatch, wasn't he? He wasn't putting up with it. Well, and I appreciate that woman, whoever she was. And I appreciate them, you know, holding to the rules. If you're going to have rules, then don't let people run roughshod over you. But the rules were dumb, unfortunately. And I can only imagine if you're if you're a serious Democrat intent on figuring out who to vote for. It must have been incredibly frustrating. I wonder if they're going to be that tight tonight. What, what is that blonde woman's name? I, I, I don't. Nobody watch, knows. I don't watch CNN, and neither does anyone else. Dana Bash. <laughs> okay. Right? So, but but her and Jake Tapper, yeah. they were taking none of it from anybody. I've never seen moderators that strict. Right. Follow the rules, and they would just move on. I mean, they they were cut off everybody every time. Right. Uh, I wonder if they're going to do that tonight. Turns out, while Elizabeth Warren was the most tweeted about last night, author and philanthropist Marianne Williamson is waking up this morning as the most Googled candidate. In, in, in her, uh, she probably sleeps in one of those Michael Jackson pods, I assume. <laughs> as, Some sort of chamber. 
as it keeps for, away the dark psychic energy <laughs> while I sleep. As for what caused the spike, Google's data shows her comment about the dark psychic forces in regards to yes. the Flint, Michigan water crisis was what sparked it all. If you think any of this wonkiness is going to deal with this dark psychic force of the collectivized hatred that this president is bringing up in this country, then I'm afraid that the Democrats are going to see some very dark days. We need to say it like it is. It's bigger than Flint. It's all over this country. It's particularly people of color. It's particularly people who do not have the money to fight back. And if the Democrats don't start saying it, then why would those people feel that they're there for us? And if those people don't feel it, they won't vote for us. And Donald Trump will win. Thank you very much, Ms. Williams. We will play you more of her uh, coming up in the show. I will tell you this. Dark psychic force. Oh, it's yeah. the forces. It's the DPFs. That's what you, <laughs> as you go through your day, keep an eye out for the DPFs that are coming at you. Uh. Actually, uh, I'll bet a lot of you are kind of picturing your boss or some of your coworkers and thinking, yeah, there are plenty of dark psychic forces around me all day long. But I will tell you this about Marianne Williamson. Her ideas continue to be self-helpy Oprah out there, Dr. Ozzy, unicorn silliness, in large part. But she was really good last night at expressing it. She made sense in terms of her nonsense. Uh, And that's probably why she was so uh, frequently Googled. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. See, I'm strong Getty Show. Conscience of the nation. So, so we were out all night last night. We were we were up very late, uh, partying with steaks and whatnot. Uh, what was that you were drinking at the uh, at the Morton's last night? That was whatever my uh, new Las Vegas wife ordered for me. I don't know. No. <laughs> Nobody was drinking oh. red wine at the table, which I thought that's what you did with the steak. Oh, yeah, and I I wanted to very very much, but I'm I'm trying to lose weight. I'm doing the uh, intermittent fasting thing, which obviously we're eating steaks at eleven o'clock at night, so I wasn't quite on that plan, but I figured, all right, as long as I'm eating the ill-advised fourth meal of the day, I'll make it like no (laughs) carbs. I'm just going to go pure protein and see if that does me any good. So the drink was carbless? Oh, it was uh, vodka soda with just a Ash tonic. Yeah, that'll keep away the dark evil forces or whatever oh, they're called. Please, dark psychic sir, you won't care when they come. <laughs> but anyway, my, ah, go ahead. My, <laughs> my point was, have you guys uh, seen any polling like uh, how, how things... I mean, th- this is all stupid and I mock it regularly. Uh, the who won a debate. But I just wondered how people felt about the way it came out. Um, m- most of my takeaway is it's... There, there was a clear line of... Uh, the, the super progressive wing and then the the moderate wing and sure. the, and the, and it was it was almost like a group debate uh, with a group of people rec- uh, uh, representing the moderates and then Bernie and Elizabeth fending off all challengers right. right. kind of like a, as a team even though that's not the way this works well first of all yeah we'd love to see any polling you, early polling you can come up with Marsh as we go through the morning okay but it, you know I'm I'm a fan of the baseball I love the baseball and it seemed to me if the American League is the super progressives. You got the National League of the Moderates, and and we're not yet to the World Series, not quite yet. In terms of the super progressive wing, Bernie is done. Uh, I believe Elizabeth yeah. Warren vanquished him. Really, you know, he's the ideological grandpa of the thing. But she came up as uh, came off as more aggressive, more adult, reasonable. And she is with gesticulating, hold the genius. And you know, she doesn't seem right. old at all. She's right. seventy, isn't she? Something like that. She like doesn't that. seem she doesn't seem old at all. She's yes. got that going for her. So I think she really grabbed the mantle over there. And uh, and uh, is anybody of note on the on the unicornian wing well, here's, on stage tonight? Really? Here's what Politico is saying this morning: Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, uh, Warren were center stage for night one 
of the uh, primary debate, and it was all about them. The two of them looked like a tag team wrestling tandem. Is Delaney getting any love for taking them on the way he did, or, I, or none? He certainly mm, stood out in my mind. Yeah, uh, I didn't. So, I saw him being talked about a lot, but right. nothing in the form of love or finally, not none oh, of that. God, God <laughs> right. he, you know, he may get a few donations and may rise one percent in the polls to two. But anyway, to continue the <laughs> metaphor, so I really believe Elizabeth Warren is your American League champion over on the National League. The uh, non-unicornian Democrats who grasp mathematics side of things. Um, Julian Castro on tonight's stage would probably be the closest of the right, the, right. the, the right. quote unquote yeah, the, yeah, the, the socialist there. wing. Oh gosh, who who really stood out among the reasonables? It might oh Bullock. I thought Bullock had a good night. You can see him rise up. I don't I don't know how many times you can say we booted the Koch brothers out of Montana. He said that I think fifteen times. Ooh, but uh, you know, where, where do you have Mayor Pete on that spectrum of of the tonight's debaters and last night's debaters? Is he much closer to the Bernie side of things? You think? No, you know, it's a, that's a good question. He's actually he's uh, toward the left of the reasonable wing, I think. But he's uh, he's a reasonable guy. He he suffers right. from. He would have been a great candidate in like nineteen ninety six when he's, he was eleven. <laughs> <laughs> He he suffers from kind of quiet, reasonable, the way people used yeah. to talk in these debates. Ah. He doesn't yell and wave his arms around. He doesn't zingers aren't his thing. He and doesn't he, make wild accusations. Yeah, that, yeah. He, he he would have been great for debates pre Trump era, pre whatever's going on now. What about but when he took a shot at Bernie's him. eyesight? Did he? I missed that. Uh, yeah, hold on. Here's uh... I don't care how old you are. I care about your vision. I mean, that's just uncalled for. Uh, wow. <laughs> you yeah. can't seal the ham over here. Hey, nice glasses, four eyes. I mean, that's not really how we're talking about things these what days, Mayor. He was holding this an eye chart. I don't know if you yeah, saw. Yeah, you're deaf, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we got more uh, on that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, I'm looking over the list of the debate clips we have, and uh, we won't be doing that the entire show, but um, there's some interesting points. Buttigieg saying Congress has got to get the guts to vote on wars. Boy, I couldn't be more in agreement with that. Yeah. Hey, tell you what. Way to go, Pete. Way to say it out loud. Let's let's have the balls, pardon me, ladies and gentlemen, if you're sending young men and women to fight and perhaps die, why don't you put your name on whether you think it's a good idea or not? Tell you what, you go fight and die, because I think it's probably a good idea, but I sure as hell don't want to take responsibility for that ever. I mean, can you imagine that level of cowardice, that contrast between our, our fighting men and women and, and, and our Congress people. Well, just because we're on You're the mice. And just because we're on the topic, I came across this tweet uh, yesterday. I know everyone's focused on the Democratic debate right now, but the Department of Defense just identified the two U.S. soldiers, U.S. soldiers who were killed in an Afghan insider attack on Monday. Um, Private First Class Brandon Kreischer and Specialist Michael Nance, 20 years old and 24, respectively. Wow. 
who were killed in Afghanistan. I don't know, Congress, you explain to me what the mission is over there and what they're doing. Oh, that's right, you're paying no attention to it and play no role in it whatsoever. Yeah. You know, I don't, you know, I, I almost hate <clears throat> saying that because I don't want it to make it sound like I, I feel like they wasted their lives or anything. Um, but God dang it, you got 20-year-olds dying in Afghanistan so we can. Can we have that discussion? Continue the negotiations with the Taliban, Jack. The um, Taliban, which is playing the very, very long game. They believe that, you know, if they triumph in a thousand years, they triumph. The, you know, the nickname, the Graveyard of Empires. Uh, you'd think that would have been a clue. Hey, um, Sean, how about this to just as a table, a scene setter, or a, a table setter? Um, I can't stop thinking about the Morton's meal last night. It just oh comes boy. back to my head every, every time I think about how it. How about this for uh, a side of garlic? <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, debate seven. Debate seven. That's where I want to go. I'm saying the policies of this notion that you're going to take private insurance away from 180 million Americans who many of them don't want to give it. Many of them do want to get rid of it, but some don't. Many don't. Or you're going to, uh, the Green New Deal, make sure that every American is guaranteed a government job that they want. That is a disaster at the, at the ballot box. You might as well FedEx the election to Donald Trump. So, you, had, you know, I thought he was really building up ahead of steam. Then you might as well FedEx the election to Donald Trump. I was like, how do you FedEx an election? What? But huh? I, I think he's absolutely 100% true. And then you have the Elizabeth Warren very strong crowd loved it defense of, well, we probably have that handy, of what's the point of being, you know, running for president if you're not going to shoot for the moon and do whatever you can. I don't can understand why anybody goes to all the trouble of running for president of the United States just to talk about what we really can't do and shouldn't fight for you know you're not going to be president with those ideas baby you're going to lose 48 states shut up shut up that's what i would have said if i'm john delaney on stage right you call her baby like that (laughs) so you know it's it's funny Uh, i'm sure a lot of y'all have noticed uh, going through life there are some crowds that if you're adamant and confident and speak like this the crowd is with you because they don't have the capacity to think logically, or they don't have any desire to. And old Liz is really going after that crowd. Why go to the bother of running for president to tell people what they can't do? I say we harness the flatulence of unicorns and power the entire economy with unicorn farts. Yay! Um, there aren't any unicorns, and there's no evidence their farts would power anything. Why are you bothering to be run if you're going to say what we can't do? Because the things you're saying we can do are impossible, and you're a numbskull. I mean, that is such a dumb rhetorical uh, rhetorical trick. But it's not. A re- it gets the crowd going. Yeah, it's not a debate in the sense of you know arguments and judges over that sort of thing. It's a uh, it's it's a get people whipped up to vote for you game. And it's, it always it's really a rabble rousing contest. Rouse the rabble. See everyone who wins the elections and how good they are at it, usually. Yeah, fair um, enough. Old Donald J., pretty good at rousing the old rabble himself. Gotta say, you're wrong! I need to hear Bernie regularly. You're wrong! Because he doesn't put it. I wrote the damn bill! I wrote the damn bill! Um, <laughs> and then I wish it wasn't so uh, visual. If you did, didn't watch did, it, did, did you get the audio for it, Sean? Oh, maybe no, we can explain. I'll, I'll have okay. that for the next segment. Yeah, the the old man tet a tet. Uh, if you didn't watch it last night, and and I'm concerned, we'll we'll play the audio for you just to see if it works. But 
at one point, uh, a kick and pooper is trying to make a point about something. And he's telling, he's, he's one of the moderate guys, and he's saying how Bernie's plan is insane. It'll never work, and, and they'll lose 48 states. And in the middle of it, Bernie goes, oh! And he throws up his hands and, whoa! Makes that noise like crazy old grandpa. And Hickenlooper <laughs> says, yeah, you can throw up your hands if you want. And Bernie says, I will! And he throws them all again. And Hickenlooper says, I can do that too! And he throws up his hands. It was like some sort of, crazed old coot boxing match. They don't land punches. They just throw up their hands. I ought to punch you. I ought to punch you. Uh, Hurling their hands about. I put in my notes, weird old man moment between Sanders and Hickenlooper. Because it was a couple of old, old men. Right. (laughs) I can throw my hands up too. Oh yeah? Oh yeah. But I'm telling you. What are you doing? (laughs) If you want to pick one of the Santa Clausian candidates who believes that government exists to take from some and give to others, uh, then Liz, it was Liz, all night. Bernie's done. I have a finely tuned sense of these things, (laughs) and the old man needs to go out to the back porch the front porch, who am I to tell him which porch? Get on the rocking chair, maybe throw a line in the river, <laughs> and and just bide the rest of his life. Bye-bye. Rahm Emanuel, David Axelrod, people that, that you know, helped Barack Obama get elected and get health care through, they spent all day yesterday tweeting and doing interviews and everything saying, look, you're, you're, you're trying to destroy Obamacare and, and pitch something that will never happen. And... You know, I think that that was the loudest, strongest argument last night was we're going to go for the destroy Obamacare, do something that's, you know, never going to happen. Excellent. I wonder, wonder if tonight just makes last night look silly. Well, we'll see, I suppose. Have you seen Chris Matthews trying to nail down Elizabeth Warren on whether or not they're going to raise taxes? It's, I have not. Quite the little battle between, you know, a couple of old people once again. All these battles are between old people. You have to be 70 years old to be in the conversation, apparently. Clearly. That's on the way. Armstrong and Getty.